0: Thank you for seeing me at such short notice, Doctor.
1: Not at all. How
0: do we... do I lie
1: down? If you wish. Or you can have a seat. Whatever makes you comfortable.
0: Comfortable? I am trapped and tormented in the burning fires of hell? And you ask if I am comfortable? Sorry. Was that over the top? Perhaps a
1: tad. Sorry. I... I'm a little nervous. It's fine. As this is your first session, why don't you give me a little background? Can you identify roughly when your anxiety began? Yes. Yes, I can. My name is Egbert Craddock
0: Cummings, and I am still, Lord help me, drama critic for the Daily Herald. For some time now, I have been experiencing a great... um, confusion of mind what so please i shall attempt to clarify but there are difficulties just please bear with me when a man is rapidly losing his own identity he naturally finds it difficult to express himself where was i oh yes the problem in a nutshell i am being obliterated
2: Artist Ensemble Theater presents Mysterious Journey, Theater for the Mind. This episode, a critic's tale. Egbert Craddock Cummings is in crisis. His journey has brought him to a crossroads between ordinary life and madness.
0: I must tell you, no, first let me apologize for continually using the word I. Sadly, my story is full of eyes, before and behind, like the beast in Revelation. You know, the one with a head like a calf.
1: I'm not sure I... The
0: problem is, everything changed when I became a drama critic. My life, my identity, all of it has undergone a complete alteration. Go on. I was once a perfectly nice chap, a bit shy, mostly dressed in gray, weedy little mustache, a face that might, if one was feeling kind, be called interesting, a bit of a stutter, engaged to a very nice girl named Doris. (laughs) Doris comes from an intellectual family. Her father is a renowned authority on postage stamps. Many's the congenial hour he and I spent together talking stamps. (laughs) Well, he talked. I listened. (laughs) Doris and I were in love, in our quiet, bookish, undemonstrative way. I had the rosiest future any man could wish. (laughs) Happy times. I never went to the theater in those days. Never dreamed of such a thing. My Aunt Charlotte, before she died, she warned me about the dangers of such a depraved habit. How wise she was. And then, disaster, in the form of my boss, editor of the Daily Herald. You sent for me, sir?
2: Ah, just a fellow I need. Close the door, Cooper. Cummings. Don't care. Close the door. Have a seat. Here, these are for you. Well, go on. Take them. What are these? Tickets. Operetta on Thursday. On Friday, the Majestic Theater. Saturday, opening night of the Follies. That'll do for a start. What am I... Congratulations. I'm sure you'll do us proud. Sir? That's it. Off you go. Yes, sir.
0: It's just... I'm afraid I don't understand.
2: Still here? Why? Am I...
0: am I to understand that these are tickets to plays?
2: Now you've got it. I see.
0: And, sorry,
2: did you want me to
0: review these plays?
2: Did I? For Pete's sake, Crenshaw, did you think this was a treat? Yes. I can't. What did you say?
0: I've never been to the theater in my life.
2: Ah, a virgin. So?
0: Well, I... I know nothing about
2: drama. That's why you're perfect. No bias, no cliches, new perspective. But I have conscientious scruples. Forget them. But... Fine. I'll give you a raise. A small one. Now get out. Nope. Wait. Thank heaven, I was afraid. Here. What's this? Tickets for tonight. Curtains in 20 minutes. Better run. Go!
1: And so you attended the theater? I did.
0: I'd never seen the like. I got lost during intermission so many hallways and watched the last act from the balcony. But I stuck it out. It was... What's the word I'm looking for? Grotesque. In what way? The acting. The phenomenal unnaturalness. Perhaps people who attend frequently are immune, but it was all new to me. And horrid.
1: In what way unnatural? Every way. The
0: fantastic gestures, flamboyant emotions, the snorting, the yelps, the gnawing of the lip, and all the other emotional horrors shamelessly exhibited on that stage. What was the play? It claimed to be a modern comedy. I began by making the natural error of imagining that the actors truly intended to ape actual human beings. (laughs) As I looked around that first night with a kind of wonder, I realized, as every new drama critic must, that it was up to me to reform the theater. That night, I wrote a review that was purple with indignation. My boss loved it.
2: Ha! Great stuff, Cartwright! Cummings. Still don't care. Get out.
1: It sounds as if you successfully launched a new career, with a raise. What caused the anxiety? Actors. I dreamt of actors that
0: night. Actors glaring. Actors smiting their chests. Actors flinging their arms wide, fingers extended. Actors smiling bitterly, cackling despairingly, keening hopelessly, dying unnecessarily slowly and idiotically.
1: You had a nightmare.
0: Yes. Next day I arose with a frightful headache and prepared to shave. I reached out my hand for my razor, but it wasn't there. Then I recalled that it was still in its case. "'Aha!' I said to the mirror. Then, "'Hello?' I swear to you, until that moment I had never before talked to myself.
1: "'I see.'
0: As I gazed at my reflection, I realized that I had flung up my left arm, forefinger in the air, and clutched at my throat with my right hand— Let me be clear. I do not behave like this. I am a self-conscious fellow. This was wildly out of character. Yet, I found myself repeating the gesture before the mirror and feeling the oddest sense of... satisfaction. Go on. After shaving, my mind reverted to the acting I had witnessed the night before. I entertained myself before the mirror by imitating the more exaggerated performances. (laughs) Then I laughed aloud at my antics. I departed for the Natural History Museum to meet Doris. Well, that was a favorite rendezvous of ours. <laughs> As we wandered the exhibits, we spoke of our future in light of my new position raise and raise in pay. <laughs> how innocent we were. How blind to the approaching darkness. From that day forth, I was a
1: theater goer. Many people
0: are. No, no, no! You don't understand! Now that I was a critic, I was different. Even my behavior toward Doris began to alter.
1: Good afternoon, Egbert. You are late.
0: A thousand apologies, darling. What are you doing? Did you drop something on the floor? No. I am bowing before the woman I worship. There's no need for it. Oh! Now what are you doing? Kissing your dainty fingers one by one. Egbert! Egbert! We're in public. What care I what others may say? Let the world witness my adoration.
1: Behave yourself. Egbert Craddock Cummings, are you intoxicated? No. What's gotten into you?
0: I... I'm not entirely certain. Well, stop it. At once. Yes, dear.
1: She noticed a change in your behavior.
0: Everyone noticed. Even at work, when the boss spoke to me, I found myself doing nervous business. Doing? Business. You know, shtick. I'm afraid I don't. Shifting in my seat, drumming my fingers, darting my eyes from side to side, swallowing, coughing.
2: (coughs) What's the matter with you, Carlisle? You're twitching. Oh, no. I'm fine. The heck you are. Clear out of here before everyone catches it. Go!
0: Weeks went by, with my behavior growing ever more outrageous. I flung my hand to my brow when I was upset. I pranced through theater lobbies. I laughed like a lunatic. In short, I behaved like... like... an actor. I tried to control it. No one was more keenly aware of the absurdity of my histrionics. Yet night after night, the conventions of the stage kept infecting my nervous system a kind of theatrical veneer was plating over and obliterating my own somber, rather shy persona.
1: Try to relax.
0: Easy to say! And everyone said it. Everyone! My colleagues, my boss, my fiancé. And I responded by snorting, giggling, gliding, posing, gesticulating like a marionette controlled by an unseen puppet master.
1: Did you ever consider resigning?
0: Of course! I confronted my boss and tried to quit. But the whole time I was in his office he kept talking about the Polly divorce and instead of resigning, I I kept reacting to the gossip, saying things like, no! And, when did she find out? She must be devastated! Doris began to change toward me. It was obvious. She radiated disapproval, and I... I grinned and capered, scowled and posed. And the whole time I was acutely aware that I was acting the fool. But I... I could not stop. (laughs) I couldn't stick... Stop! (laughs) There, there. (laughs) I'm sorry. I tried to resign again, but the boss wouldn't hear of it.
2: Sir, uh, could I have a word? Caldwell! Uh, Cummings. Still don't care. Come in. Say, I saw your review of that biblical play. What was it? The Story of Noah. That's it? Ha! You really skewered them. Last night, the story of Noah opened at the Booth Theater and ran for 40 days and 40 nights with one 15-minute intermission. Bang! Bullseye! They'll close tomorrow! Sir, I have come to tender my... Have a cigar. Thank you. I'm afraid Here, I... Here, I'll give you a light. <coughs> sir, <coughs> I really must... Keep up the good work. Here, let me get the door for you. But, sir... Can't wait to see your next review. Give them hell.
0: I made my way to a restaurant where I was to meet Doris.
1: You are tardy, Egbert.
0: Again. Darling, if you only knew... Egbert, you are not yourself. No! I said, one hand to my heart and averting my head. Well, that's how they convey their inner anguish. I knew it was false, ridiculous, but I did it.
1: There, look at yourself.
0: What are you doing? Sweetheart, whatever do you mean? I said, perplexity in my voice, left hand to my brow. Of course, I knew what she meant. Must you continually strike those ludicrous poses? Yes, I must! Lord knows I don't want to. But I must! I don't see why. You didn't used to, and I don't like it. Do you think I like it? Pity me, my darling! I am under a curse. Absurd. Egbert, you're behaving like a fool. Exactly! That's it. That's the curse. Oh, my beloved, save
1: me! Egbert... I really cannot be seen with a man who behaves as you do. You make us both ridiculous. But
0: you don't mean. You wouldn't abandon me in my hour of
1: need. A woman's lot in life is difficult enough without this sort of nonsense. (gasps) Egbert Cummings, take your hand from your brow this instant.
0: Can't. Trying. People are staring. Do not desert me, my delectable Doris.
1: You leave me no choice. Goodbye, Mr. Cummings. No! Fascinating. You are no longer in control of your own behavior? That's correct. And it's getting worse. How so?
0: As others observe the change in my character, they have changed toward me... I tried to order a somber gray suit from my tailor, but he insisted on this royal blue travesty, claimed it suits the new me.
1: It's very... colorful.
0: I detest colorful. What else? My barber of many years has taken to styling my hair with a wave. I don't want a wave. Worst of all, I have begun keeping low company. Criminals? Worse, actors. The fact is, I am being obliterated. Gone is the reserved Egbert, dressed all in gray. I had heard of being stage-struck. I imagined it was a figure of speech. No! It is a disease, and it is
1: incurable! I wonder... What? What? Give me hope. More of a suggestion. I'll try anything. What would happen if, instead of fleeing this transformation, you embraced it?
0: You don't mean...
1: I do.
0: Name? Egbert Craddock Cummings. But I'm thinking of changing it to
2: Edward. Or Elliot. Can't decide. Fine. What are... Eduardo! What are you... The Magnificent! Got it. So, Eduardo, what are you doing for us today? Hamlet's soliloquy. Oh, God. Whenever you're ready... To be or not to be? That is Thank the you. question. Thank you. We'll be in touch. I could try it with more. Next. A Critic's Tale was adapted from The Sad Story of a Dramatic Critic by H.G. Wells, with Russell Constance as Egbert and Aaron Philpot as Doris. While stages around the world remain dark, Artists Ensemble Theatre is producing theatre for the mind. Visit ArtistsEnsembleTheatre.org to learn more. If you can, consider a donation, or better yet, become a patron by pledging monthly.